Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Family Wealth and Other Musings. I am your host, Becky Easton, and today is Labor Day, Monday, September 5th, and I hope you had an enjoyable day off of work, um, a, you know, memorable, um, meaningful day. If you are um, one of our service members, thank you for your service. And other than that, I, I do just hope it's been a generally good day. And um, so today, of course, with my usual disclaimer that if we, um, unless we have a, an agreement to this effect in place, I am not your lawyer. So none of this is legal, financial, tax, or business advice um, geared towards your specific situation. And today I want to talk about seven must-dos when you're naming guardians for your children. And it's really so important to take action on naming guardians in the right way to ensure that your children are never at risk of being raised by anyone you wouldn't want or of having them being taken into the care of strangers, even if that's just something temporary. One of the things we really focus on as a firm at Easton Law is ensuring that minor children are truly taken care of. So must do number one is it that if you name a couple to act as guardians, make sure you decide on what should happen if the couple breaks up or if one dies or becomes incapacitated. Documenting this properly is critical to ensuring the well-being and care of your children, no matter what. And this is overlooked all the time, even when a well-meaning lawyer is drafting a plan for clients. Parents say they want a couple to be the guardian for their kids, but no one considers what should happen if the couple breaks up or dies at the same time. I mean, do you really want your sister's husband or your brother's wife raising your kids? Sometimes yes, but often no. That's not what you meant to happen at all. So don't overlook this must-do. When you're naming a couple to serve as guardians, make sure to be clear about what you really mean and who you really want to raise your children. Must do number two is that you should name more than one potential guardian. What happens if something happens to your first choice? Decide and document who will succeed your first nominee. And I've seen it far too often. A new client brings in a legal document prepared by another lawyer and only one legal guardian is named or maybe a couple. But what will happen if that person or one of the people in the couple dies? What would you want to happen? You can easily implement this must do by considering who you would want if your first choice was unavailable and then documenting that decision in your legal guardian nomination. And that is must do number two. When it comes to must do number three, you need to avoid taking financial resources into consideration when deciding who should raise your children. Your guardians do not have to and often should not be financial decision makers for your kids. You need to leave enough money behind and put it in trust to ensure that it's cared for properly. And this, I did not misspeak here. 
Do not consider financial resources when deciding who should care for your children. Your guardians don't have to provide the financial resources, you do. And you can appoint someone other than the guardian to oversee the money if you choose. I see this one all the time. When parents come into my office and sit across from me, considering all of the possible people who could raise their kids if something happened to them, and invariably someone will say, I just love Bob and Mary, but they really just don't have enough money. Now, stop right there. Bob and Mary don't have to have enough money to raise your kids. They just have to have enough love to love them the way you would. It's up to you to have enough financial resources left behind for your version of Bob and Mary to comfortably care for your children with all the love that they can. And if you aren't sure you've got this covered or want to make sure that the money you're leaving behind is cared for in the way you want by the people that you want so the guardians you choose can just love your kids, reach out and let me know or look for another personal family lawyer near you at personalfamilylawyer.com and we can help you gain confidence. Must do number four. Consider creating a living trust that prevents a court from taking jurisdiction over your money and your loved ones through probate, which is totally public and doesn't protect your money from your family's later divorces and lawsuits. If you miss this must-do, the money you're leaving to your kids is at risk. It's possible that someone you wouldn't choose will handle it for them, and they may receive it all at 18 with no supervision, or it could be tied up in court for longer than you would want. It's honestly not worth it. You've worked too hard for your money. Don't mess it up now. Make sure that you get all the assets you are leaving behind for your children handled. Must do number five, exclude anyone who might challenge your guardian decisions or who you know you'd never want to care for your kids and do it in writing. There may be someone in your life who you just know you would never want raising your children. And if that's the case, it needs to be documented. Confidentially is totally fine. And prepared so that in the event something happens to you, this person could not get appointed by the court to raise your children. You might not even want this person having any relationship at all with your children. And you've got to document it or exactly what you don't want to happen could. Must do number six. Make arrangements for the short term if you were in an accident. What would happen to your kids in those immediate hours until your permanent guardians could arrive? I recommend a kids protection plan to cover that critical time of care. If you work with a traditional lawyer who doesn't have specific training planning for the needs of parents with kids at home, your legal documents will only name guardians for the long term. They won't make any provisions whatsoever for those key immediate hours after something happens. Your kids could be taken into the care of strangers. The authorities would have no choice but to bring your kids into a foster care situation, even temporarily, while they figure out what to do. It's just too risky. You never want that to happen to your kids. I just know it. And then when it comes to must-do number seven, name your guardians in a separate, freestanding document, not just in your will. Naming a guardian in a will or a power of attorney will make it more difficult for you to change your nomination and your children could be left waiting for a guardian until your will is admitted to probate or for your power of attorney to take effect. 
Your wheel is designed to do one thing and one thing only. Direct where your assets go, not where your children go. And your power of attorney is designed to do one thing and one thing only. Direct how your assets are handled if you're incapacitated, not where your children go. And I've reviewed so many plans that just lump children right in with your financial assets. And the result is that your guardianship nomination isn't even effective until after you pass away and your will is probated. But what happens in the meantime? Your kids may have a need for a guardian way before that time comes. And this is why I recommend a comprehensive kids protection plan. Because when you have that in place, you ensure the well-being and care of your children no matter what. I do have an offer for you, my wonderful listeners, to be able to head over to eastonlaw.kidsprotectionplan.com and I'll put that in the comments as well. You can head over there and get started for free to name legal guardians for your minor children. And it's a great website and resource that we have available for you. And again, it's completely free. So I encourage you to head over to eastonlaw.kidsprotectionplan.com. And then also, if you're in Arizona or Colorado, and this sounds like something you'd like to discuss a bit more with me, then I encourage you to reach out to my office and schedule 15 minutes with me and we can discuss whether moving forward with a family wealth planning session is a good idea for you. We can help you make sure that you've named the right people to raise your kids, documented it properly, and ensured that your kids will never be taken care of by anyone you don't want taken out of your home, even for a minute. And so you can do that, like I said, by calling my office at 480-999-4455 or going directly to my calendar at bit.ly forward slash call Easton Law. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash call Easton Law. I want to thank you again for listening in again today to... Um, for me to discuss seven must-dos in naming guardians. And again, this has been Family Wealth and Other Musings, which is now available on um, almost all the podcast platforms. And so wherever you get your podcasts, you can find me. And if you felt so inclined to support the show by leaving us a review or commenting um, or sharing it with another friend, Uh, We would absolutely love it. Every little bit helps. And um, I think that is all for today. Thank you again for tuning in and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.